0: And to Jesus be the glory, honor, and praise today. And God's people said, amen. I'm glad you're with me today. And by the way, tonight is healing service. This is Wednesday. I'm preaching tonight for Pastor Steve Muncie. I haven't been there in years. And it's going to be a mighty service tonight. So make sure to join us because it's going to be live tonight, live. It's going to be a beautiful service. But I'm teaching now on taking back stolen territory. How to take back our minds. How to keep our minds under God's control. Because it's so easy sometimes, when we neglect time with God, to begin paying attention to the world. And and sadly, there are people out there today that because of neglect, their minds become polluted all over again. So how do they take back that stolen territory? The mind can be stolen by the enemy. So let's pray, Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray today you'll bless your people with your word in a mighty and glorious way. And Lord, I pray also tonight in the service, you will heal your people all over the world in the name of Jesus and God's people said, amen. Thousands will be there by the way tonight it will be a very anointed service. I already sense it, I feel it in my, in my being. So be watching tonight live. Anyways, the spirit, <clears throat> our spirit man is the seat of God consciousness. Our soul is the seat of self consciousness. <clears throat> our body is the seat of world consciousness. So when, when individuals begin to neglect time with God, when they neglect the word of God, now they begin paying attention to what's going on outside in the world. <clears throat> and that's when pollution gets in. And when pollution gets in, well, here's what the Bible says. Look at 2 Corinthians 11 and verse three. Paul says, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve, through the craftiness, through his craftiness. So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Wow. So it's possible for the mind to become corrupted again, when people allow the devil to And that word uh, beguile means to deceive. So I feel that's by any means as the serpent deceived Eve through his craftiness. So our minds, your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity. The Christian life is very, very simple, precious people. God did not ask much of us. The commandments of the Lord are not difficult. To seek the Lord, it's easy. To read his word, that's easy. Wow. To stay in his presence, to abide in him. How simple is that? Very, very easy. Walking with God is not hard at all. But neglect is a very high price. When people neglect time with the Lord, that's when pollution gets in. And so the Bible says in Romans 12, let's go to Romans 12. I'm going to show you something really beautiful about this. And we're going to read verse one. And I know you know that portion, but I want to explain the book of Romans in a brand new way now to you. But let's look at uh, uh, verse one of Romans 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So uh, Paul now begins talking about our duty to the Lord. In chapter one through 11, Paul the apostle deals with our faith, the doctrines of our faith. In chapter 12, he begins to deal with our duty, our individual duty to the Lord. So chapter one through eight, Paul deals with the doctrine of justification, then sanctification, then glorifications up to chapter eight. In chapter nine, 10, 11, he deals with Israel, Israel's place and the covenant and their salvation. In chapter 12, he begins to deal with our duty as believers. And so he says, now present your body. So this is something you do. This is our step. We draw nigh to God, he draw, will draw nigh to us. Years ago, when I was young, I said to the Lord one day, I said, Lord, please help me pray. Please help me pray. And I cried out to him. And I heard him say so clearly, I will help you as you pray. So God will not pull us in. He will help us when we come in. So we draw nigh to God. Then he draws nigh to us. We take the first step. Then he'll do the rest, you see? So here we present our body. As a living sacrifice. And now it's easy because the Lord steps in and helps us with verse 2 where it says, And be not conformed to this world. Be transformed. Well, I cannot transform my mind. Only God can transform that into you know, your mind and my mind. So God steps in and begins to transform as we are filling our mind with the Word. It says, by the renewing of your mind, we give God the tools to work with. We make that first step that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we are the ones that begin the process. You know, the enemy always wants to pull us back. You know what it says there in Romans eight. Let's look at verse six and seven. It says to be carnally minded is death. The enemy wants to always pull us back. But to be spiritually minded is life. It's peace. Because that carnal mind, that worldly mind, is an enemy, you know, against the Lord. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So when people go back you know into the world that they get back in the flesh, the mind becomes worldly and carnal. And that's what Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians there that I read you earlier, uh, 11 verse, 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 verse three. But it is our duty, it's our job now to give our minds to the Lord. So Ephesians 4 and verse 17. So if someone who's listening to me has been polluted, well, now you can start cleaning your mind up. so but let's read Ephesians 4:17 this I say therefore and testify in, in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart. So we are commanded here, In verse twenty-two, now it says, "Put off concerning that former conversation or that old life, that old conduct, the old man." So, okay, the enemy wants to bring us back, but we have the power to say, "No, I'm not going to go back." And if we do get polluted, we can get back where God wants us. We can take back stolen territory. We can see our minds renewed. You put off now concerning the former conversation because we we can. The old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And now you can put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Okay, so how does it happen? Well, it happens when we take that first step and we say, Lord, I don't want the world. And God begins to, to illuminate our minds. All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter one. Let's look at verse 18 quickly, okay? It says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Wow, I love that. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So we take that step and say, Lord, I wanna get back. And we got the word in our hearts. And now God begins to enlighten us from within. All the darkness begins to flee and leave. And then next thing you know, our minds really become the minds of Christ. And God now will begin pouring his light and his word into us. But we begin the process. So we receive it. He reveals it. We read it. He opens up and reveals it. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law, David said. So, but it's, it's our job to open the Bible. It's our job to read the Bible. God will not force us to do that. We do that. And then the beauty of the Lord begins. You know, when we neglect just one day, just one day, we get rusty. Now, when we get back to the Lord the day after, it begins a little tough, you know, it doesn't begin easy. And then it takes time. But as you read the word and you keep on reading the word, you may have to spend more time that day because you neglected yesterday. It's not long before God quickens you. It's not long before God begins to break down that fallow ground inside of you. It's not long before the tears begin to flow and, uh, and the heart becomes tender towards the Lord. Because you know, when we neglect the Bible, we become hard-hearted. Even our prayers become dry and empty. But now we get back into the scriptures because we've neglected the scriptures. It's happened to me. It's happened to all of us. One day of neglect, what? just one day, is costly. Just one day. Now you get back to the Lord and the longer you've neglected, the longer it may take to get back in, in the flow, I mean. Sometimes maybe a whole hour, but it's worth it. It's worth every second. Because now the, the heart begins to break and the heart begins to break, break up and the fallow grounds begin to soften and now the word of God begins to flow. And next thing you know, the revelation starts. And that's when the change really happens. That's when the beauty Begins to illuminate your mind, the beauty of the word. Oh, the Lord takes over. And now Hebrews, you know, I want to read you Hebrews. And and like I said, like in, in 1 Corinthians 2, 16, it talks about having the Lord's mind. Well, the Lord's mind comes in when the word be- begins to break down that hard ground in, in people. Uh, Hebrews 8, verse 10. I love that portion. It says this. This is the covenant I will make with the house of of Israel. I will put my law in their mind. And when the word begins to affect the mind, now it affects the heart. And I will write that word in their heart. And I will be to them a God. They will be to me a people. Meaning fellowship is restored. When God becomes our God, we become his people. Fellowship is now beautiful. Restored, and everything starts to change. So we have to demolish the pollution in there. So neglect produces pollution. The good news is pollution can be demolished. Remember the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The world is not carnal, mighty through God. It's not worldly. It's mighty through God. It's not of the flesh. That word carnal means of the flesh. So the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. They're not carnal. Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Casting down the imaginations that the world brings back into our head. And every thought comes in now is demolished. The weapons. I'm reading 2 Corinthians 10 4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations that the world gets in there because we have neglected the Lord. Every high thing that exalts itself against God's knowledge, now it's brought into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus. Wow. That's the mind we all want. So, God's word is the key. So, and, and, and Paul... In First Timothy, this is so powerful. I hope you're enjoying this because I am. In First Timothy chapter four, and don't forget the healing service tonight with people watch with us today live tonight from Steve Muncy's church, Pastor Steve. First Timothy four fourteen says, "Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things." Give thyself wholly unto them. Wow. That your profiting may appear to all men. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this you'll save yourself and them that hear you. So Paul says, give yourself completely to the word. Wow. And when you give yourself totally to the word, things will begin to happen in your mind And in your heart, the change will be explosive. People will see it. All the darkness will flee. Psalm 37, verse 31. Look what it says. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. And this is what what happens when the word gets back in our mind. We take back that territory that the enemy has stolen because of pollution. And now the law of God is in our hearts, not just heads, and, not, and now our steps will not will not slide, we will not fall, we will not get back into, into sin. Psalm 119, 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter four, this is a very powerful, this is very, very, very powerful. And verse 23, When the word of God gets into our minds, it will eventually get into our hearts. And that's where we can obey Proverbs 4.23 and on. Keep your heart with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. That word issues is a very powerful word in the Hebrew. The source of life. Think about that. Keep your heart with all diligence. Out of the heart is the issues, the source of life. Beautiful. So we have to do what the Bible tells us. First Peter, quickly, I'm almost done. First Peter, chapter one and verse 13. Gird up the loins of your mind. Let that word fill your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought. Wow, unto you by the revelation of Jesus. 2 Peter chapter 3. See, this has all to do with the word of God getting into our minds, then controlling our lives. And uh, 2 Peter 3 verse 1. This epistle, beloved, I now write to you in both which I store up your pure minds by remembrance. Every time the word of God fills your mind, it stirs it all up, stirs it all up. And now God begins to put his word in your heart in a very powerful way. And all he's waiting for is for you to begin pouring that word in your own mind. Look at Jeremiah four. I know I'm repeating that because I want to really pound it they'll Just get that word in you, sweet people of God. O Jerusalem, Jeremiah 4.14, wash your heart from wickedness, that you may be saved. How long shall your vain thoughts lodge within you? God was waiting for Israel to get their head cleaned, because then he can clean their heart. O Jerusalem, wash your heart from wickedness, that you may be saved. How long shall your vain thoughts lodge inside of you? So when you get those thoughts cleaned up, I'll come in and I'll clean your life all over again. I'm talking to somebody who really needs to hear this. And God's word is the key, precious saints. Your word is a hammer, the Bible says in Jeremiah. I love the book of Jeremiah. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. Oh, I just love it. And look at verse 29 of Jeremiah 23. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks that rock that the world puts in, in pieces. If your mind is troubled today, if your mind is heavy with the world, if your mind is polluted, take that first step, open the Bible again, Put everything away and aside. Have that beautiful quiet time with the Lord. Read his blessed word. Just sit there and just read his sweet word. Play some beautiful worship music on the side there and just read his sweet word. And let the Lord begin to work. And you'll see your mind gets cleaner and purer and healthier spiritually. Next thing you know, slowly, God will quicken your heart. And he'll begin working on your heart. Oh, you'll feel so cleansed. You'll feel so washed. You'll feel so new. You'll come out of that room. <gasps> it's brighter colors now. <gasps> the sun is shining brighter. Everything is wonderful now. The, the darkness is gone, you know. The joy fills your heart again. The peace of God takes over and have a great day. So, it's not your word like a fire, Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. But now the Bible tells us, and that's just two more scriptures, I'm done. Two more scriptures, I'm done. Psalm 37, 31. So much about the Bible, in the Bible. <laughs> the law of his God is in his heart. Wow, and let me just read Colossians 3.16 and I'm done. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You know, when the law of God gets into the heart, everything changes, everything changes, but we are the ones who begin the process with the mind and then God works on our hearts. So, let the word, I'm reading Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom Teaching, admonishing one another in psalms. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that's only possible when the word of God fills us like this. It's the only time it can really, really, really happen. I'm going to pray right now for you. I'm going to pray that the word of God will just take over. Now remember, we take the first step. We make the first move. We draw near to the Lord first, and then he will come with all his blessed power and glory. Lord, in Jesus' name today, I've given them your word, Lord. Bless them. Strengthen them. Enlighten them. Purify their mind and hearts, Lord, today. Bring cleansing and purity and joy and peace that passeth all understanding. In the glorious name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. Okay, it's time to take back what the enemy has stolen and bring it under God's control again, that your mind will become the mind of Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember, I told you tonight is healing service. Uh, this is Wednesday. I will be preaching tonight for Pastor Steve Muncie in Indiana. And Make sure to be watching live. And then this Friday, I am with Pastor Dan, dear Pastor Dan in Chicago, and it's been a glorious service again. And then I'm with Daystar on Sunday for the Praise-a-thon. Then we have a partners meeting in Dallas. So if you want to be a part of the partners meeting in Dallas on Monday, the 17th, make sure to uh, get hold of our people in, uh, in, in our ministry. You can send us an email, pastorbenny.org, if you want to be a part, and then we'll send you all the info. Now, Father, I thank you for your people. Bless them greatly, Lord, and meet every need in their life in Jesus' wonderful darling name. Amen. It's time to sow seed. It's time to give to the Lord. Listen, we all know the importance of giving has become high right now because of the dangers ahead. They're talking already about food shortage in the world next year, but not for you, Mm -mm, not for me. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, the Bible says, or received begging for bread. But only those who obey the Lord are going to be blessed and protected in the future. So don't wait till it's too late. Sow your seed. I tell you that every day right now because I know I must say to prepare you. Sow your seed. Believe God that you will not be caught unaware in the future when all this trouble begins. And tell it, they're, they're already telling us millions will be starving just in a year because of gas shortage, food shortage. Look, they can, they can farm the land, but if there's no gas, there's no way they can deliver it. But none of you, not one of you, who is living the life, who's obeying the Lord, who's doing what God says, will lack, not even for an hour. Because it's in God's word. God supplied Elijah with food by a raven. He'll do the same for you. Again, I repeat, I've not seen the righteous forsaken Which is what the Bible says, holy oh, seed begging for bread. What do we do? Honor the Lord with your substance. We give, we sow seed to prepare. And I think it's time to sow more than we have ever sown before. In times of danger, we increase our seed. And the Bible says it, Ecclesiastes 11.2. It's all there. It says, sow a portion of seven, also of eight, for thou knowest not what evil is coming. Meaning, when you sow seed and increase that seed, you prevent the problem from touching you. I was flying one time on a plane Turbulence was really bad, so I sent a word to the pilot, and said, please, can we get out of that turbulence? And I sensed the engines moving up, you know, the thrust got stronger, and he pulled up into higher altitude. And the Lord spoke to me, he said, this is what happens when you increase your seed. I bring you out of financial turbulence. And I'll never, never forget that. Because in times of trouble, we need to get out of turbulence. And we do it by increasing our seed. It's in the Bible, because it says, if we sow sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. We stay in that low territory. If we we sow bountifully, we're gonna reap bountifully. God will bring us into higher places. So Lord bless them as they give, and they sow in the name of Jesus, no lack, no lack ever in their life, in their homes or with their families. Amen, in Jesus' name. Okay, you can sow your seed right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can sow your seed by going to our website, BennyHill.org, or by texting BHM 45777, or by sending a letter. Our address is even on the screen for you in Dallas. So you can send it in the mail. You can go online right now, BennyHill.org. You can sow on the platform you're watching me on, or you can simply text BHM 45777. Don't miss tonight's glorious service Live healing service will be powerful. Thousands of people will be in attendance and the anointing will be very strong. And then Friday again, we're gonna be live again Friday from Pastor Dan Willis's church, also in Chicago. Indiana, tonight, Chicago Friday. And tomorrow I'll be coming again to you with a teaching. So I'll see you then. Love you, bye-bye.